<laughs> uh, can I tell you, it's really good to be back. I, now, you may not know, you may not have noticed that I wasn't here, but I, we've been on holiday. Yeah, my nice tan, can you see? Um, we've been on holiday uh, for the last three weeks, and I've actually really, genuinely, I'm not just saying it, missed being together. I love when we get together on a Sunday morning, when we acknowledge who God is, when we tell stories about his goodness to us, when we get to worship together. Uh, like I got to visit at least one other church. And can I tell you, just we get, to, we get to have a great experience of worship in this place together, where we don't have to pretend, where we get to come as ourselves and just, just worship God with who we are. Does anyone else know... We're pretty blessed in that, right? Yeah. So just letting you know. Uh, anyway, I miss being together, but I can also tell you that I also miss being on the Gold Coast. Uh, you know, I miss, already miss the sunshine, uh, miss, miss the beach. Like, like Adelaide beaches, yeah, they're okay, but, you know, the beach on the Gold Coast is pretty nice. I miss... Uh, we, we had good coffee. There's good coffee here this morning. Who, who had good coffee? Baristas this morning. Well done. Good job. I miss, i tell you what I do miss, theme park rides. Yeah, theme park rides are, are pretty, pretty fun. But can I tell you one thing I don't miss? And that is the lines at theme parks. All right. So we, uh, we went... School holidays, and so we had heard from a few people before saying, expect to line up for two plus hours for every ride. Dan and Beck were there like a few days before we got to go. They, they waited that long. Sean was talking to me before. He was saying it was two hours at least at these rides. We were fortunate enough that when we got there, the big ones were only an hour and a half. <laughs> only an hour and a half. Now... <laughs> Now, can I tell you, it's a bit of a shock. After the last few years where we're used to kind of giving some distance, suddenly you're in a, a pretty crammed space with hundreds of other people lining up as close as you can so you don't miss your spot. It's pretty confronting. Uh, times, it was fun. If you get to line up next to someone who's a bit fun, it's, it's good. You have a bit of a chat. You ask where they're from. You know, a bit of small talk. Complain about, you know, the other states. Uh, but we had, we had a bit of a bad experience. We decided there's this one family ride that we'll all go on. It was at Movie World. It's the, the Wild West ride, which is like a log ride. You're on a boat and you go down and dip. We thought this will be great. The whole family will love it. We started lining up. And the, the app, there's an app now that when you get to the park, you open the app and it tells you the, the ride wait times. And, and it was like, it's an hour wait. So we get in line. We're like, we'll use this, we'll get out our rolls that we had packed because who's buying food at a theme park? Uh, and, we, and we ate and uh, an hour and a half later, we, turned, we thought we were at the end and we turned a corner and there was another whole snake bit to go. But the worst bit, that was okay, the kids actually were doing pretty well. The worst bit is that they have a sound loop that's about 30 seconds long. And it's the same tune 
over and over again. And it just, it just drills into your brain. If you ask one of my kids, they'll sing it for you. It's just this 30-second loop. So that was, I thought I got some of it just then. Uh, anyway, like I said, we did count our blessings. It wasn't as bad as the week before. But before you never vowed to go to one of those theme parks again, it was, it's really fun. The kids, we had the best time. But do you know that there's now with that app virtual queues? And so at the start of the day, when the rides open, instead of you, you probably run to your favourite ride first, but instead you can open an app and you can get in a virtual queue now. So you can queue jump on your favourite rides a couple of times a day. That's pretty good thinking. Yeah, so, so go up there. It'll be great. Um, this morning, the reason why I talk about this isn't to rub that I've been on the Gold Coast as much as I love that. The scripture we're looking at today uh, is a Jesus story together. And it involves a massive crowd and it involves some cue jumping. So we're going we're gonna to have a look at Luke 5, starting at verse 17 to 26. You can read along on screens if you want to open your Bible, you may Want to highlight or look at it later? Luke 5, verse 17 to 26. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. Let's pray. God, we thank you that we can come together. We, we thank you for this space. We thank you that your word teaches us, that it points to your truth, that it shows us who you are, God, that, that you are a God of power, that you are a God of healing, we just ask this morning as we look at this story, as we look at these verses, that Holy Spirit, that you would change us and transform us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so this amazing story that we've just looked at, it's probably pretty familiar for a lot of us. Uh, this story takes place pretty early on in Jesus' ministry. He's, uh, it's, not quite, it's not very long after his baptism and his temptation, which happens just a little bit away from Jerusalem. Anyway, Jesus heads up north. 
he starts to get a bit of heat because of the crowds that he's starting to attract. And he heads back up north, back kind of home. And uh, it's kind of where he calls the first disciples. And this story sits in between him calling uh, Simon and Andrew and, and Levi, Matthew. Um, and so this story is happening. Now, news is spreading across the country about who Jesus is. It's actually in his town people have heard Jesus is back home. He's back, back in town. And everyone goes to this house where Jesus is staying to hear his teaching, to see what God might do through Jesus in that. There's some suggestion that this house... We think of it as just a house. There's a there's very good chance that this house was Jesus' house. This is where he stays, his place. And people would come to see him teach in his own house. Mark's gospel, we just read from Luke's account of this story. Mark's gospel tells us that there were four men. That there were four men who had heard that Jesus was in town. And instead of rushing straight to get in line... They thought of their mate. They had heard that Jesus had been healing people and their minds went to their friend. A man who was paralysed, a man who was unable to walk. And these men went to their friend and they pick him up and it says that they carried him on his mat and they carried him to Jesus' place. As they arrive at Jesus' place, though, because they're a little bit late, they see the house is packed. It's so full, in fact, that they can't even get in through the front door. We hear that, that actually Jesus' teaching was reaching out into the street. It said that the Pharisees were kind of sitting out on the street listening to what Jesus had to say. And these men who had brought their friend thought if... if If they had to wait to get in to see Jesus, they might miss out. In fact, Jesus might finish up for the day and they'll never get a turn. And so they used the uh, Galilean equivalent of the the virtual queue, the, the fast track pass, and they get up on the roof and they start tearing a hole in the roof of this house. They lower the man down right in front of Jesus and they place him at Jesus' feet, the story says. Now in this story, this man, this paralysed man and his friends have come to see him walk again. They've come to place Jesus, uh, they've come to place him before Jesus so that he might walk again. They had heard that Jesus had been healing uh, and, and they're expecting, I actually think they're expecting that they'll leave with this guy walking back home. And the first thing Jesus says isn't get up and walk, is it, in the story? The first thing Jesus says are, son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. It tells us that the room is immediately in shock. They're like, what? What is Jesus saying? What? Why is he saying his sins are forgiven? Jesus, can't you see he's like on a mat? He can't walk. Like, I guess that's kind of nice that you'll forgive his sins. But, but surely 
Jesus, you're going to heal him. The whispers kind of head out, I think, of the house. And you, you see the Pharisees start to get a bit upset about what Jesus has said. It's like, who is this Jesus? They saw the significance maybe in the statement that Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And, and they're kind of like, who does he think he is? He's saying that he, has, he doesn't have the authority to forgive sins. And like I said, I think the friends would have been, I, I, guess, I guess that's nice, Jesus, but, but he's not just resting on that mat. It's not, we didn't just use the mat to bring him down so he could kind of rest. This guy can't walk. And I'm not sure the crowd knew what was happening. But can I tell you this morning from this story? Jesus deals with the most important things first. The healing that this man needed before he needed to walk was that he needed eternal healing. He needed healing for eternity, a healing of his soul, a healing of his mind, a restoring of him spiritually. Can I tell you, Jesus puts things into perspective sometimes for us. Sometimes we don't see it in the same way, right? He puts things into perspective. You see, this morning, and we, we might not say it very often because it, it kind of is a bit of a downer, but I want to tell you, sin leads to death. Our, our sin leads to death. It leads to death in our relationships. It leads to, to death in our, in our lives. And we need to see that what Jesus does is actually gives this man freedom. Freedom from death. The man and his friends are expecting one thing. A good thing, that he might be able to walk again. But Jesus does something a little bit different. He does the most important thing. He sets this man free and he changes his story for eternity. For eternity. This morning, you may have come here for, for worship. You may have come here for, for fellowship to see your friends. You may have come for your kids. You may have even just come for the coffee this morning. Who knows? There's some mornings where you just come for the coffee. (laughs) But I want to tell you that here this morning, God has something even more significant for you. Even more significant for you. I believe that in this space right here, right now, that God can set us free this morning. Do we believe that together? Maybe you need to hear it again in this way. This morning, because of what Jesus has done for us, what Jesus has done for you, what Jesus has done for me, Can I tell you that you are forgiven? And before you say, you don't know me, like, there's no way that Jesus could forgive some of the things I've done. There's no way if Jesus got into my thoughts, he could forgive some of those thoughts. But I want to tell you that no matter who you are this morning, no matter where you've come from, no matter what your actions have been in the past, no matter what they currently are, no matter what your thoughts even are, that we 
have a God who forgives. That what Jesus did on the cross means that you can be forgiven. Does anyone think that's kind of good news this morning? Jesus doesn't stop there, though. and We see the rest of the story, don't we? So Jesus, knowing what the crowd were thinking, and also knowing what the friends, I think, were wanting, Jesus takes the next step. He says to the man, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Which is exactly what this paralyzed man does. Now, a lot of us have heard this story before, right? Maybe, maybe some of us grew up in church. We heard it in Sunday school. We may have seen a cartoon about it. Who knows? Can we just acknowledge how amazing that would have been to see? A man who couldn't walk. He had friends bring him in. Jesus just says to him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And the man does exactly that. And he goes home praising God the whole way. It was good to hear some praise this morning, wasn't it? Some stories, some testimony. I can imagine the volume of this man praising God was probably a lot more than what we had this morning, right? I can imagine that there wasn't a person that he passed that he didn't tell about what Jesus had just done for him. I can imagine that in that community, they probably knew this man. They probably had seen him out on his mat. The only way this guy could have probably lived was to beg, to ask people for help. And to see that man running down the street, can you imagine the impact that would have had? This morning, the first bit of good news for us was that you're forgiven. Death no longer has a hold. We, we sang that this morning. Death no longer has a hold. But the second bit of good news for you this morning is that we see Jesus care about the man's current situation as well. We have a God who cares about our eternity. That Jesus has done a work to secure our eternity. But do you know what? We have a God who cares about what you're going through right at this moment. The problems that you're facing, the giants that you face, the heartache, the grief that you face at the moment. Can I tell you that we have a God who cares about that right now? And a God who doesn't just sit silently by, but a, but a God who is able to heal. And in response, this is a very interesting story. Because it's actually in response to the friend's faith, we hear that this man is healed. The man is fully healed physically. Again, I believe we have a God who cares about what we're going through right now. Who can step in and heal us physically who can step in and, and heal us emotionally, who can heal us mentally. And I believe that he can heal us here this morning. And just like the paralyzed man, maybe, maybe he can do it in an instant this morning. Who wants to go to lunch praising God? 
<laughs> now, we're going we're gonna to spend some time in a second. We're, we're going to pray. This morning, who knows it's good to come and hear some information. Do you know what's better? Experiencing God, experiencing God's power together. So we're going we're gonna to pray for each other in very, very shortly. But I love that this story points to a few things. It says that God can heal us, just like the paralyzed man. But do you know what the story also informs us about? That if we come to God with enough faith, that we can see our friends healed, that we can see our family healed, that we could potentially see our workplaces healed. For those who work in schools, come on, we could see our schools healed. We could see our neighbourhoods transformed. It was in response to the friend's faith that the man was healed. Do we have enough faith for our friends? Do we have enough faith for our family this morning? Because if we don't, let's get some. Yeah? Anybody want to get some faith for that? Come get some. We need some T-shirts with come get some. The Holy Spirit, we talk about it all the time. The Holy Spirit helps us and equips us to live like Jesus. The Holy Spirit comforts us when we're in grief. The Holy Spirit helps us when we need help. The Holy Spirit helps us build our faith, helps our faith to grow to the point where we're willing to miss out on first dibs in a line and go get our friend because we know that they need their lives transformed by the power of God. To the point where we're willing to get some mates together, go pick up our friends because they may not be able to get to the feet of Jesus at this moment. I don't know about you, but I, I can already think of people in my life who I know need to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. I know that I can't change their life, but I know a God who can. And sometimes what our friends need is for us to pick them up, to carry them, we may meet obstacle after obstacle, but we're determined because the Holy Spirit has given us enough faith to keep carrying that friend until we can get them to the feet of Jesus. And when we're at the feet of Jesus, who knows something crazy happens? That we experience the love of Jesus, that we experience the forgiveness of Jesus, and that we might experience the healing of Jesus. I love the friends in this story. Uh, we've used it. We've used it at youth so many times. This story, because the friends in this story, they were intentional about their mate, weren't they? They went back to get him. The friends in this story, can I tell you, they worked hard for their mate, didn't they? They carried him. They picked him up. The friends in this story, they didn't give up for the sake of their mate no matter the obstacle. They knew that their friend's life 
would be changed if they could just get him to the feet of Jesus. This morning, I want to be one of those friends. Don't you? I, I want to be one of those friends who won't give up, who will work hard to get their friends to the feet of Jesus. And I want to tell you this morning, I want to be that friend, not, not just tomorrow, but I want to be that friend right now. And I want to let you know that this morning that you can have forgiveness, that you can have healing this morning. And I want to pray for you, and I want us to pray together for those things. Dan, do you want to come and play? We, we may even sing together in a second. I just invite you all to close your eyes. We're just going to add a bit of a moment of privacy God, you are good. We thank you for your scripture. We thank you for the account of the good news. We thank you that you are a God who deals with the important things first. We thank you that through what you did for us, Jesus, that we are forgiven and that our story can change for eternity. This morning, I want to tell you that because of Jesus, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. There isn't anything you need to do except for put out your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, for that forgiveness. And so I want to invite you this morning, if you want to receive that forgiveness, I just invite you to, to raise your hand or put your hand out in front of you. If you want to receive that forgiveness this morning, God, that you give us freedom from death. We ask Holy Spirit that you help us because sometimes. Um, we keep the knowledge in our head and it doesn't move into our hearts, but I ask for that to move into our hearts, that we may know that we are forgiven, that we may know that we are redeemed, that we get to, to put on righteousness, not because we are, but because You are. We thank You for what You've done for us, Jesus. Thank you for the healing that takes place through your forgiveness. Come and work.
pray freedom from guilt, from shame, from fear. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, what the paralyzed man in front of Jesus. And Jesus says, get up, pick up your mat, go home. Heals him in an instant. I know, I'm sure in this room right now that there is someone who might need that kind of healing today. You walked in here with something physically wrong, maybe. Maybe you walked in here going, man, I just need God to heal me. My mind is not in the right place. Maybe there's some of you who are just feeling so burnt out. I believe that God can heal this morning. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to give me faith that we might see that this morning. And I just wonder, again, in a take some bravery and courage. If this morning you are needing healing, I'm going to invite, as we do quite often, you to just stand where you are. Because we want to pray, don't we? We want to pray for each other. I want to pray for you. So in an atmosphere where there's no shame, this is actually us wanting to pray for each other. I invite you right now, for whatever it might be, if you need God to heal this morning, I invite you to stand just right now and we we want to pray for you. I say a blanket prayer. That's the first time no one, we must be doing great. I love that. That's good. Praise God. I go, we just pray right now. We thank you that you are a God who heals and restores and renews. And we pray that right now in this room. For those of us with even little niggling physical things, we ask God for your healing. Thank you that you say, get up, pick up your mat and go home. And we, we claim that in faith right now, that as we go, that we will be healed. In Jesus' name again, amen. All right, last one. We're going to do something that I've never done before. I actually think... I lo- again, love the example of the friend's faith. And that Jesus actually says, because of your faith to the friends, this man is healed. Is there anyone who has faith for someone else's healing this morning? I actually, I actually think that we should stand up as proxy this morning 
and let's see some people healed. We pray that maybe God makes a way. We may be the answer to that prayer. Can I just say, if you're, if you're brave enough to pray that, you may, God may put on you that you're the answer to your friend's healing too. But I wonder if you know someone that needs, that needs healing, that needs to be set free, that needs God's hand on their life, that needs to experience Jesus. I, I'm going to ask that you stand because again, we're going we're gonna to pray for that person together. Am I making sense? Am I clear enough? Good. It was way clearer in my head than what my words were. But if there is someone that you have faith for today, I again ask you to stand in this moment and we're going to pray together for that person. Holy Spirit, we thank You that You give us faith and we thank You that You build up faith and we thank You that because of what You've done in the past that we can be, we can actually have more faith because You're a God who constantly shows up. In these moments, we stand because we have a friend in need. And God, just like we saw in this story where the friends brought the paralyzed man and you healed him, you, you brought freedom from death, but you also brought a renewal in his body. We come before you with someone in mind. And in faith, we bring that person before you, Jesus. And we ask, God, that you would heal them that You would restore them, that You would set them free, that You would bring healing to their bodies, that You would bring healing to their minds. And the more, most dangerous part of that prayer is that, God, that You might use us to carry that person to Your feet. God, we want to see our families healed and restored. We want to see our friends healed and restored. God, we want to see our schools healed and restored. We want to see our neighbourhoods transformed, renewed, restored, healed. Holy Spirit, raise up our faith. You are a God who can do it. You are a God who is big. You are a God who is powerful. Raise up that faith in us right now. Jesus, in your name, we pray these things. Amen. What I'm excited about, can I tell you what I'm excited about when I look around the room? Is that maybe in a couple of weeks, the worship leader might decide to go rogue like Susie did this morning and, and pass around the mic. That's a joke. That was great what she did. Funny joke. <laughs> How exciting might it be that we get to tell stories about how God has seen our friends healed? Is anyone excited about that? That we might be able to tell story of victory and freedom 
of salvation, of healing together. And as we do that, who knows, we may even get even more faith to believe for more people. I'm excited for that. Isn't that what church is about? Build each other's faith, encourage one another so that we may see people healed and restored. Not in words, words are good, but real lives changed. Real neighbourhoods transformed. We have a good God who the more He reveals, who knows the gooder He even is. Yeah? The Bible is a, is a, is a revelation of God. I know there's some people who like grammar who can't handle what I just said. Alison. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Bible is a revelation of God's goodness to us. At the start, the people writing, the people inspired by the Spirit to write, paint a picture. You know, sometimes it's really hard to read the Old Testament because you're like, oh, God doesn't seem that good sometimes. It's, it's just that they didn't understand the full goodness of God yet. We get to see story after story of God's goodness and His love getting closer and closer until we see Jesus, God with us. And we see all of God's goodness in that. The more we see Jesus, the closer we get to, to Jesus, the gooder, even went further, God is. My, I want to urge you this week, get closer to Jesus. The closer we get to Jesus, we see more of God's love. He is greater than we could possibly ever know. As you go this week, bless you. May you be the hands and the feet of Jesus. May your faith be like the friends in this story, that you're willing to pick up your friends and bring them to the feet of Jesus. Enjoy conversation and chats. Encourage someone else this morning. Great to be together. Have a great week.